How can I know God's will? Why do I do what I don't want to do? How long should I keep praying? How can I stop worrying? Thanks for joining us here on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, as we continue with our series called Hard Questions, Pastor Rick Warren will share from God's Word in order to help us navigate through the muddy waters of life's seemingly unanswerable questions. If you'd love to help the kids you know learn God's Word, then stay with us, because in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you about God's Big Plans for Me, an easy-to-understand storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do? S-I-N. Sin is the root of all your problems, every one of them. It's the result of all, it is the root of all your problems. And of course, it's as old as the first man, first woman, Adam and Eve. Now, what makes it worse is that we live in a state of perpetual denial about our sinfulness. Most of us just don't think that that's a problem. Oh, you know, I'm not perfect, and we have these euphemisms. But we don't want to really say, i got a sin nature. It is my nature to be selfish. It is. I have to learn to be unselfish. It's my nature to be discontented. I have to learn to be content. And we don't like this, but it's true, and we live in this state of denial, and so the Bible says this in 1 John 1.8. If we claim to be without sin... We deceive ourselves. Circle that word, deceive. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, let me teach you a principle of life. Sin always involves self-deception. At the moment you are sinning, you are deceiving yourself because you think that what you're doing will actually produce better results than what God said. It always involves self-deception. Now, here's the fact of life, and you've got to get this one down if you're going to change. To stop defeating myself, I must stop deceiving myself. To stop defeating myself, I have to stop deceiving myself. I've got to take the honest look at my life, face the truth, and deal with the issues. Now let's just get real practical this morning. What is it in your life you are pretending isn't a problem? What is it in your life that you are pretending you're not addicted to? Because all sin is addicting. All sin is addicting in some form. What is it in your life you're saying, oh, it's no big deal? You cannot get well until you stop denying and deceiving yourself. Are you pretending that your marriage is okay when it's not? And you know what's wrong with it? Are you pretending that the kids are doing okay when they're not? Are you pretending and saying, oh, I could stop this habit anytime, whether it's pornography or any other kind of addiction? What are you pretending is not a problem in your life? You're not going to get well until you stop deceiving yourself. 
He said, well, it's just a harmless little indulgence. I just spend a little bit. I just spend a little extra. No, you don't. You have an addiction to spending. And you can't get out of debt. You've been in debt for 10, 15, maybe 20 years. And you still keep spending. Why? Because you have a sin problem. It's not just a money management issue. It's an issue of you're trying to satisfy a pain in your life with the substitute. And so it really doesn't matter whether you're shooting heroin or running up your MasterCard. It really doesn't matter if you're reading pornography or you're reading, you know, some trashy novels. It's the same escape thing that you're escaping from your pain and you are not facing your sin. And you're not going to get well and you're not going to get healthy and you're not going to get out of debt until first you acknowledge the root of the problem that I have been being God in my own life. And it always boils back down to the God issue. Who's God in my life? Some people have made success their God in their life. Some people have made money their God in their life. Some people have made being popular their God. And the Bible says, don't have any idols before me. Acknowledge the root of the problem. And I'm trying to be tough on you this morning because here's what I've noticed. Too often we don't change until we hit bottom. And things have to get really, really bad. That's unfortunate because it's not necessary. It's not necessary for things to have to hit bottom before you really change. There are wake-up calls going on all around you right now and you're not listening to them. And you are headed on the path toward destruction. But that's, you don't have to go that way. You can acknowledge the real root of the issue and deal with it. We probably have two dozen professional counselors, therapists in this church. And as I've talked to them, I, you know, and I say, what's the biggest problem you're facing? And the biggest problem that counselors say over and over to me is people wait too long until they ask for help. They wait too long. And then it's almost impossible to turn around. A, a, a marriage will be going along and there, there are warning signs all over the place and then all of a sudden the husband or the wife walks out. And all of a sudden there's a wake-up call with the spouse left behind and, and they come into the counselor and they say, what can I do now? Well, not a whole lot. You should have been working on it a whole lot sooner. A whole lot sooner. And most people wait until it's too late and they go through pain that's unnecessary. Why? Because they were living in denial. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Jesus said this in John 8, 34. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave to sin. What is he saying? He's saying that we always underestimate the power of sin in our lives. As I said, it's always addicting. It's exchanging short-term pleasure for long-term loss. That's what you do. You're giving up. It's long-term loss based on short-term pleasure. You've got to acknowledge the root of my problem. That's facing the truth about you. The second is to face the truth about Jesus Christ, and that's this. B is believe that Christ can change me. Believe that Christ can change me. 
If you want to get well, you acknowledge the truth about yourself and then you believe that Christ can change you. Go back to the question that Paul asked and then notice what his answer is in the next verse. Romans 7, 24 and 25. He says, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Thank God. Read the rest with me. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now listen. The answer to your problem is a person. The answer to your problem is a person. Who's going to be Lord of your life? Who's going to be manager? Who's going to call the shots? You or Jesus Christ? He says, he can set me free. When I'm mastered by him, I can master my problems. God has the power that you are lacking, and he'll help you out. Jesus did for me what I could not do for myself. That's exactly what Paul says in Romans 8 too. Look at this verse. For the new spiritual principle of life in Jesus Christ lifts me out, lifts me out of the old vicious cycle of sin. What's the cycle of sin? Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. Good intention, failure, guilt. That is the cycle of sin. And there's only one way you're going to break out of it, and it's not listening to a tape or reading another self-help book. It's getting the power of Jesus Christ in your life. Acknowledging that the root of the problem is my own sinfulness and trying to play God, and then believing that Christ can change me. But there's a third step, C, A, B, C, D. C, confess my struggle to another. That is a biblical principle of recovery. Confess my struggle to another. And this is an absolute prerequisite to healing and wholeness from God. James 5, 16. Let's read this together aloud. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so God can heal you. When a believing person prays, great things happen. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. If you'd like to be a blessing to the children God has placed in your life, let us tell you about God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page, hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids practically engage with God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. Their eyes will light up as they turn the beautifully illustrated pages and really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school-age children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. To get your copy of this great resource, just call 800-600-5004 or go to PastorRick.com to get yours. That's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. 
Once again, here's Rick. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so God can heal you. When a believing person prays, great things happen. This is a prerequisite. He says, confess to each other and pray for each other. He said, oh, no. How about if I just do the first two, Rick? Again, you're trying to play God. You're trying to set up your own rules for recovery. You're trying to set up your own rules for change. God says you confess to each other and pray for each other. Why? Well, because ego prevents healing. That's why. You say, I don't want anybody to find out about my problem. Well, good luck. I give you little change for little hope for personal lasting change. Good luck. God has wired us up in a way that we need each other. And that's what the church is for. The church is not to be a hotel for perfect saints. It's a hospital for sinners. And as I've told you many times, we need to put up a sign out front that says no perfect people need apply. Because if you're perfect, you really don't need to be here today. This is a place for people who've admitted it. I have an old sin nature, and I have a war going on in my life, and it's constant. But I believe that Jesus Christ can make a difference in my life. And I'm willing to humble myself, and I'm willing to admit when I've blown it, and get some help, some accountability, some support, because I want to get better. I'm more interested in being different than in pretending I'm different. I'm more interested in getting it together than pretending that I've got it all together. Would you welcome Cheryl? I grew up here in Southern California in what I thought was a perfect home. We were a close family. We had dinner at the table together almost every night. And my mom took me to church every week. So when I was just five years old, I accepted Jesus into my heart. But when I was 12 years old, I returned home from a weekend away and got hit with the worst news of my life. My dad was leaving my mom. I was in shock, and I couldn't believe it. I no longer felt safe from the world. My mom was devastated and came very close to a total breakdown. Around the same time, I stopped going to church. When I was 14, I got my first serious boyfriend. Soon, I lost my virginity, giving little thought to what God wanted for my life. I was just looking for anything to ease my pain. My mom had to move to a new city for a job opportunity. I went with her, but I was so homesick for my friends and my school, I began to fail on my subjects. So I moved back with my dad to finish high school. My dad worked out of town a lot and was very busy with his new girlfriends. There were times when I had our house all to myself for up to three weeks. I looked a lot older than I was, so I borrowed my sister's ID card and started going to clubs with my friends. I didn't drink, and I didn't do drugs. Love and sex were my drugs and alcohol. I felt used, dirty, lonely, and far from love, but I didn't have the power to change. I became very good at deceiving others and even myself, but I wasn't fooling God at all. The more my lifestyle of promiscuity and deception continued, the more I began to hate myself. What I didn't know at the time is that my mom's small group had been praying for me. I stopped going to clubs and I started staying home. 
But still, I didn't turn to Jesus for help. Shame was a big barrier for me. If you're empty inside and you don't turn to Christ, you will look for something else to fill your void. In my case, when I stopped turning to men for comfort, I turned to food for comfort. A friend of mine had fixed me up on a blind date with a six-foot, four-inch career Marine. We tried to start a relationship with Christ in the center. In fact, our first date was to church. We both knew we wanted a Christian-based marriage, but both of us had all these unresolved hurts, emotional baggage, and sinful habits, and we quickly fell into our old ways and patterns, and we started living together. Naturally, we felt guilty about this, so we stopped going to church. Six months later, we were married. Well, I think that that very next weekend after we got married, we started back to church. We began learning what it meant to walk with God. We learned what God wanted for our lives and what was against His will. In the beginning of our relationship, we used to watch pornography together. But as we began to grow spiritually, we learned that this was unacceptable to God, and we both decided not to watch it anymore. What I hadn't realized is that pornography had been my husband's drug of choice, and he was addicted to it. During this time, we were given two beautiful gifts from God. Having kids gives you a whole new motivation for getting your life together. We had a good friend named Carl, who had been the best man at our wedding, who was attending a church that had a group called Celebrate Recovery. He started going, and I stayed home and ate ice cream. I consoled myself with food. As time passed, I was so glad that Frank was finally getting the help he needed that I agreed to try this church, too. I fell in love with our Saddleback Church family, and we began attending weekly. It wasn't until Frank got home from overseas the last time that I decided I could benefit from recovery, too. What a concept. What I discovered is that I was far more messed up than I ever thought Frank was. Every week, I learned something new about myself. One of the most important truths I learned is that God intended for us to be in constant fellowship with other believers. We all need accountability, honesty, and support. Nobody gets well on their own. I've realized I'm only one step out of the world, and I live each day in God's grace. But when you have other people cheering you on to do the right thing and keep growing, it is a wonderful feeling knowing that I'm not alone. Through Saddleback Church and Celebrate Recovery, God has brought a family of Christian brothers and sisters into my life that lift me up on a daily basis. Today I'm so grateful to God for the second chance He has given me in my marriage. I have a wonderful husband who loves the Lord with all his heart and who, with God's help, has been able to stay sober from his addiction for a long time. Together with Christ's power in our lives, we are being able to make changes that we never thought would ever be possible. You may not be addicted to relationships or food or pornography, but I'm sure there is something that you're having a hard time letting go of. Maybe you've been stuck in a rut so long you think that it would be impossible for you to change and be different. But I've learned that with Jesus Christ and with godly friends supporting you, you can change and be different. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. I've learned that Jesus, who is the truth, will set you free, just as he's promised. It all starts with honesty, with yourself, with God, and with others. Thank you. Last point.
If I acknowledge the root of my problem, I believe Christ can change me, I confess my struggle to another, and I dedicate myself completely to Christ. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, you can go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime, or you can download the Daily Hope podcast on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Rick will be back in a moment with a final word, so please stay with us. The Bible says children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in your neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help them get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. We're so excited to tell you about a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids practically engage with God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so that they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. Their eyes will light up as they turn the beautifully illustrated pages and really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. Request yours today by calling 800-600-5004. That's 1-800-600-5004 today. Or just go to PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. And now here's Rick with a closing thought. You know, here at Daily Hope, we use the internet and podcasts and email and as many other different channels as possible to share God's hope and love with as many people as we can. Now, one of the ways that we use is by broadcasting on radio stations, just like the one you're listening to right now. Now, you may not know this, but purchasing radio airtime is a significant expense for our ministry. But we want to bring this teaching to you, and we believe you are worth it. Now, in order to be good stewards of the gifts that God has given to us, we're only able to continue on the air, on stations, where listeners, supporters let us know that they're listening to the programs. That's why it's very important that you let us know the call letters and the city of your radio station when you give any kind of gift or support to Daily Hope. This is very important. Let us know your call letters and the name of the city that you're hearing this broadcast. Now, I realize that some of you can't afford to help us out financially. That's okay. We love you. We thank God for you. We want to minister and serve you. Everybody in the body of Christ has different gifts to share at different times in life. You can pray for us, and there will be others of you who can give generously so that God can continue to spread this message throughout the world. You need to know that Daily Hope is 100% funded by the daily gifts 
and offerings that you give with your generous support. You also need to know that I don't take any salary from Daily Hope. All of the gifts given to this broadcast go directly toward fulfilling our mission of reaching people with the certain hope that we can only find in Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to do something today. Will you pray for me? And will you pray for this Daily Hope ministry? Help us to reach every person in the world with the certain hope that only comes from believing and receiving Jesus Christ. You know it's only by hearing the Word of God and by putting into practice that we discover and we fulfill the purposes God has for each of our lives. So I want to just say thank you. Thank you so much for your financial support that you're able to give whenever you're able to give it. And may God bless your generosity. Be sure to join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support.